I think instructor training has really equipped me with confidence in a lot of different ways. I don't have to have a, this big ministry that I start or run, um, but that I can have or I can make uh, an impact and have an influence in my community just with what I was doing, but now with this new sense of purpose and who I am in Christ. For someone who you know, might feel that tug of like, oh, I would love to go through instructor training, but um, I would just encourage you to obviously pray about it, but take a step of faith, like sign up, ask questions about it. Um, trust that, trust and have hope that if the Lord has placed this desire in your heart that he very well probably wants you to go and he will provide for whatever it is you need to get there. Um, he just asks us for our yes and for our whole hearts and for us to show up and he's the one that will do the work. He will make the ends meet. He will bring the people around you that you need. And yeah, I guess allow it to be a chance to trust him and allow him to expand your faith. Well, hey there, Revelation Wellness friends. You just heard from Kayla Stout, one of our Revelation Wellness instructors, who is encouraging you to trust God with your yes and let him be the provision for whatever the thing is that's holding you back from becoming a part of our next Platoon 29 instructor training group. Our next group of instructors that we're training to get free and set others free is forming right now. Friends, it is not about the fitness. It is about so much more, and we have a place here just for you. We want you to know, though, that early bird pricing ends tomorrow. You can swipe up on the show notes to download your packet and get started today. Before we press play, let me just tell you that Elisa is back today with a brand new Revving the Word, and it is a message for every one of us who has felt like we're too much or too little. This one is going to preach to our hearts, so get ready. And also, before we go, would you share this message with a friend who needs this good word? When you do it, it helps others find freedom and it spreads the good news of the gospel to the ends of the earth. Thank you so much for being here, friends. We love every one of you and we can't wait to move with you. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. Take a big breath. <laughs> Everything begins with breath and finishes with breath. Amen. So let's be intentional about taking some robust, life-filling breath. Inhale through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. Well, hey, everyone. It's Elisa here on a Monday always excited to be with you today we're gonna we're gonna move 
for the most part, it's endurance. I might invite you into a few intervals, but we're going after the word. Amen? The workout is secondary, everyone. The workout is just the delivery system. But the message, right? The message is what we want. Change your brain, change your body. Change your mind, change your life. And I am absolutely in to transformation. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see transformation happen. Amen. That nothing is stuck. Nothing is without hope. That from bad situations and circumstances, good things can come. Are you on board with that? I hope so. So let's get in our body right now. Feel, feel your feet in your shoes, your posture, upright and intentional. If you're moving forward through space, there will be a forward lean just a bit, but not so much that you're aggressively pushing. You're just playing with gravity a little bit. Gravity, propulsion, resistance, movement. Listen, to be alive means to push against resistance. Every time you take a breath, you have to lift that rib cage, press against the resistance of gravity, pushes down on the rib cage. So thank you, God. We thank you for who you are and what you've done so that we could be fully yours. <laughs> fully at home with you, our Father in heaven. And Lord, we recognize you have a will to be done today on earth. And we don't work for you out of duty, but delight. You've created us to be with you and to have a purpose, a go about our day in a way that brings more of you here to earth. And it is our joy to do that. So use this time. Use this time, God. Everyone, if you're needing this time to clean you out, to strengthen you, take a minute to be purposefully intentional about saying the prayer, God, come and meet me in this time. And mean it like you, say it like you mean it. Don't just say it because you feel like you have to. Because scripture tells us when you seek him, you'll find him. I think sometimes we just say that and hope for the best. We don't have hope like the world, friends. We don't have hope like the world. Our hope is certainty. Certainty that God is good, does good, and all things end good. So come have your way, King Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to continue through the parables of Jesus, the stories that he told in his teachings. Story. It's powerful. Have any of you here 
Is it your story that you were the last picked for the kickball team? When it came to physical fitness and ability, you were the last. You wanted to run and hide. You felt called out and exposed. Anyone? I have to be honest, for me, it was the complete opposite. I was constantly active as a kid, called a tomboy, even teased for it, right? Because <laughs> that's the lie of the enemy, that we're either too much or we're too little. So for all the too littles today, we got good news. For all the too muches, you too have good news. We're going to talk about the story Jesus tells of the laborers in the vineyard. Matthew 20, 1 through 16. Here we go. Jesus' words. For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Everyone think in pictures. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, you go into the vineyard too. Whatever is right, I will give you. So they went. Going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the 11th hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. And he said to them, you go into the vineyard too. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the 11th hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, these last worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to, the, replied to one of them, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. This is the word of the Lord.
on a scale of one to 10 in effort, let yourself be a seven, a six, seven. Anything above a five is active movement, active and ongoing. Below a five is just daily activity of living, moving about is active. Everything about getting out of bed today, required activity. Be a six, seven. Take a breath, drop your shoulders. Breathe through the nose. Come on, things are warming up now. The first are last, and the last are first. The economy of God's kingdom refuses to match the one of this earth. <laughs> That's why when I'm frustrated with God or feeling tossed about or confused or, you know, in my head, <laughs> first of all, I've got to feel what I feel. I've got to acknowledge it, not be rude to my feelings. Then I gotta get straight. And how do I get straight? Remember that the kingdom of God works counter to the culture of this day and this world. The first are last and the last are first. What are you trying to be? And here's the truth. It's a nice little parable for those of us are prone to obsess or neglect whenever it comes to our body. The first are those that strive for it, obsess. <laughs> and the last are those who tend to neglect. And it's true. God can deal more or can work through a broken heart more than a prideful heart. Let's kill pride today. Amen. Pride will lock down your heart and keep your brain damaged. But brokenness, pain, hurt, although we don't like it, God can do something with it. Can I get an amen? Come on, it's true. Stay a seven. The other day I I had a tweet come through Twitter and I don't really follow Twitter it's just I do use it to to jot down some wandering thoughts of, of God and what he's saying to me I don't know how to check things I, I don't care to learn but a tweet showed up on my phone as I opened it and it was this gentleman who started his post with this. I am not a spiritual man, nor a religious man, but my wife has fallen ill. Would you please pray for her? She is my everything. I can't imagine losing her. End tweet. Come on. Do you see why God can work through a broken heart? A disappointed heart, but a prideful one? Who? This not religious man was willing. Hey, God, 
if you're real, help. Love it. Be a seven. So the context of this parable is Jesus is talking to a crowd and he just addressed the rich young ruler. This rich young ruler came to him and asked, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to inherit eternal life? Uh And Jesus tells him, basically follow these commandments and he's like yeah I've already, I'm already doing that which could lead to pride and then Jesus cuts to the quick go and sell everything that you possess and give it to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven and come follow me and the rich young ruler bows his head and goes away couldn't do it Jesus ends that teaching with the same phrase that he ends this teaching in a story. That many who are first will be last, and the last first. If you're trying to be first, the best, the most, if you're trying to earn your established place in society, if you're trying to leave your mark, and you're getting frustrated, it's because God loves you. He loves you too much to let you settle for things that cannot satisfy. This rich young ruler has everything and he's still wanting more. There has to be more. Eternal life. How do I how do I do that? So then Jesus expands upon his teaching more because he talks about how it's really hard for the rich person to enter the kingdom rich people comfortable people people who have all their needs met whether legitimately or illegitimately are prone to pride Deuteronomy 8 go look at it God warns the people as they move into the promised land don't forget me when everything goes well with you don't forget me your heart will be prideful and you will turn and worship give your affection your attention to other gods it will lead you astray your family astray and I will lose you and I love you too much to lose you so don't forget where all good gifts come from so to expand more upon the heart literally this This story comes down to our heart of entitlement. What we think we can do to gain from God and benefit in this world. Our heart, our heart of flesh. The world can never give us what we can gain with God. It's difficult for a person who loves money, possession, power and even loves people more than God it is difficult for them to enter the kingdom of heaven accelerate be an eight
light feet. Lift the corners of your mouth. Let this work soften you. Soften you. Open your hands. Stop gripping. Be satisfied in the Lord. He's given you life and eternal life. Your book ended with life. Everything else is just a bonus. Everything else. Come on. Four, three, two. Come back to a seven. Shoulders out of your ears. Feet hitting, striking the ground with purpose. All right. A few things we can learn from this story. That's the context. God's going after our entitled heart. Our heart that wants the things and all the glitter that's gold of this world. Remember, religious people, they wanted power. Tax collectors wanted possessions. The poor want to be rich, and the rich want power. And whenever we follow that path, we have left God. First thing we can learn from this parable, the king has a kingdom and it's like a vineyard. God's kingdom is like a vineyard. And this king of the vineyard is looking for laborers, workers. Now let's just start right there. We have a skewed idea of work because it's actually a consequence of sin when we fell in the garden. Adam's consequence for not listening to the word of God was that he would work the ground by the sweat of, its, of his brow and it would produce for him thorns and thistles. It would be frustrating work. Work would be frustrating. Anywhere we try to cultivate good and do the great commission of multiplying good and making disciples, it's going to be frustrating. But see, it's just work, guys. There's a king above the work, more beautiful than the work more beautiful than the payment and he's looking for sons and daughters to come and be involved in the family business are you one of them do you want to be one of them yes or no and be honest if you're like you know I really don't want to okay good at least we're honest at least we're not denying our feelings but then we have to realize Frustration's coming for you. And according to the word of the Bible, it can't give you eternal life. You can gain the world and lose your soul. 
But if you gain your soul, it might feel like you're losing the world, but you have eternal life. That's what this rich young ruler couldn't fathom, even though it's what he was asking for. You can slow back a bit. And the truth is, man, I'm just telling you, if you didn't listen to my podcast I did about kind of the, the state of the ministry of Revelation Wellness, where we are post-COVID, it's an interesting time. It's a scary time. And I mean, not I'm not scared, but I am confused. Just own that. We're still trying to figure out where's the new floor, <laughs> especially when it comes to people in their body. Our bodies have been through a lot. So that frustration trying to go, okay, what, what are you doing? I can get caught up in it with all the what's and the why's. <laughs> if I forget, he's the king. I'm, I'm a worker. And he's already agreed to pay me something. It's called eternal life. I'm good. Accelerate. Yeah. I've been saved by grace. I've been called out of darkness into marvelous light. He has changed me. And I don't want to stop changing. I've told you guys, I want to die, leave this earth, and my skin just falls off of me. And I am the same person in heaven as I was here on earth. If I died today, I don't know if I could say that would be true. Because there's still things God's working out of me. Working out in me. So that he can present me blameless before the throne. <laughs> Praise God for his patience and his mercy. Can I get an amen? He has been patient with you. He is merciful towards you. He is good. This king of the vineyard, this master of the vineyard, he's good. And we don't enter the vineyard poor. We already have everything we need. So we were made to produce work. We were. Be fruitful, multiply. But remember, work will feel frustrating to us. Don't let it. Recognize it. But don't despise the fact that you, you were made for work. The question is, why do you work? It always goes back to the why. Why do you work? This is my story. This is your story. Proverbs 12, 24 says that the hand of the diligent will rule while the slothful will be put to force to labor. God's good with work. You're made for it. Maybe this rich young ruler, maybe Jesus knew he's a good worker. He's worked hard for all his money. Someone could tell a story about another businessman who had a vineyard. Right? Come on. It starts picking out the heart posture inside this vineyard of the workers. The second thing this parable can show us is that the king is clear about 
the contract, the agreement. There are no hidden fees, no hidden agendas, no addendums, a denarius a day. That's what he tells, agreeing with the laborers, the laborers who came first, saying, you're gonna get a denarius, and they agreed. He told them what they would be getting. Oh, he's so good, you guys, come on. What has God told you you will have? Because you love him and worship him. Push to an eight. Push to an eight. Come on. Eight. Maybe a nine. Loose. Feet loose. Loosen up. And pull back. Well done. We're just going to finish with a couple songs. Seven, six. Moderate intensity. The king is clear about the contract. He didn't underhand these people. He didn't manipulate them. He told them. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. Our king is clear. Whenever you feel confused, and I'm a little in that right now, I got to remember, God's not confused. Help me find you, God, because if I find you in this, I got everything I need. So then this king agrees with these early to work laborers. You're going to get a denarius, okay? And they go, yeah, okay. But then this king goes out and he sees people standing idle in the marketplace. And he says, you go too. Meaning, you're made for this too. I got a great purpose for you. You go too. And he says to them, whatever is right, I will give you. And they go. He doesn't say to them, you'll get a Daenerys. He just says, whatever's right, I will give you. And they probably got to go, hey, this is a good deal. Because we didn't go to work this morning. But this guy's coming and extending a hand up to us. Yeah, we'll take it. And so they went. And then the master goes out again later in the day. See the sun going down. The sixth and the ninth hour. He finds more people. And then on the eleventh hour, you guys, come on. This is it. We've all heard that analogy, the eleventh hour. The last minute, he finds others still standing around. And he says, why do you stand here and idle all day? And they said, because no one has hired us. So he says, you go. Come on, it's not too late. Some of you need to hear that. Some of you need to, a lot of you need to hear that. It's not too late, go now. Don't stand here and idle. The hand of the diligent will rule while the idle, the slothful, they're gonna be put to forced labor. They weren't being forced, they're being invited. 
And they, when he asked that question, why do you stand here and idle? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said, you go. There's the last. Those who have been overlooked. Those who believe the story in their head that they don't have what it takes. <laughs> he comes at the 11th hour to them and puts them to work, says, you go too. And then evening comes and he's handing out reward because he is a rewarder of those who seek him and do his will. He is a rewarder. And he says on purpose, let's start with the last. Let me pay the last people. See this playing out. The person that didn't plow the ground, didn't work in the heat of the day, didn't get blisters on their hands, didn't sow the fields in their tears, that person, they got a denarius. <laughs> Come on. And so if you're standing in line and you're the first who was picked, you gotta be thinking, oh my gosh, my reward's gonna be amazing. What a generous king. He gave them a full denarius? Wow, I bet I'm a really good worker. Look how great I am. Ha ha, I showed up early. I'm such a good worker. I'm so obedient. I can't wait to see what I'm gonna get. <laughs> and then he goes through paying them all. But when those hired first also received denarius, guess what? They grumbled. On receiving it, verse 11, on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house saying, these last worked only one hour and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. Now the king had the right there to say, get out of here, you wicked hearted person, you selfish and greedy child. No, he replies to them, friend, friend. He calls him friend. Come on. Come on. He calls you friend today. If you've been frustrated with him, if you've been disappointed in him, he still calls you friend today. Friend. Man, one whispered word of friend from God and while my chains fall off. He just extends himself to them says I'm doing you no wrong did you not agree with me for denarius so good God says what he means and does what he says it would seem right to us that the person who worked the longest should be paid more but this should remind us of the two thieves next to Jesus on the cross the one thief that entered paradise with his last breath. Meanwhile, the disciples have been spending their lives the last three years pursuing God, enduring beatings, and they will endure even more soon. And they too enter paradise. Does this seem right? That that thief on the cross gets the same eternal life in paradise? as some of these heroes of faith, come on. I love that this is our God. 
His love is radical and it scrambles our prideful heart and brains. <laughs> so the last will be first and the first last. Say it with me. So the last will be first and the first last. Listen, if you feel like you're getting pushed into the back of the line or into the corner smaller, I have a feeling he's positioning you to be first, to be big because you're small, to be first because you're last. Come on. Oh, this is a good word for all of us who feel frustrated with this good God. Can we just be honest? We are. Shoot, this is the work of Revelation Wellness. Come on. This is why we, you gotta sow into this place because coming after the body of Christ, the bride of Christ for health. She's hurt. She's disappointed. She's been violated. And she's done some violations. But she can heal. And she can be beautiful. But it cannot be done without denying or with denying our feelings. Slapping a happy face on. Feel what we feel. But don't forget who we know. Don't forget who we know. He made an agreement with us. What were the agreements he said? You'll have a way through all circumstances. You will know the truth instead of lies. And you will have life when you come and follow me. That's what Jesus says. Jesus' words. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Anyone who follows him shall have eternal life. Anyone who follows him is going to go to work in the field. And they have everything already. So stop grasping. Confess that your heart is bitter. That your heart's been broken. That you have set up a system where the world owes you something. It doesn't, y'all. The world owes you nothing. Because you already have everything. You have God. Life in the kingdom of God is not self-centered. Life in the kingdom is other-centered. Counting calories, counting reps, keeping logs and accounts. <laughs> Being like, you know, I worked the whole day. And here's the thing. They, these people would have had no issue if the people that were hired the last hour got a piece of bread and they got their denarius because then, yeah, then they feel like, well, that's what we agreed to. But because this king was more generous to those who came last, woo, it incited the first. Y'all, this is why God puts his people in community so that we rub up against each other on purpose 
So those who are first, bow down. And those who feel last, get picked up. And that's how he's designed his people to work in his church. To be seen and known and glorify our good Father in heaven. Thank you, God. We love you so much. We ask that you would touch our heart right now where we feel hurt by the, quote, agreement. We feel disappointed in what we signed up for. God, show us. Show us now. Not just show us. Encounter us. Touch us with your peace, your joy, your power of your presence. You're enough for us. What can this world give us that we don't already have? We love you. Take this message. Make it flesh. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you're still hearing my voice, you've got to... A little under two weeks, Platoon 29 online instructor training. It's not about the fitness, not about the fitness, not about the fitness. But what you just did required your body. So come be with us. Come be discipled and then go make disciples, even if you never teach a fitness class. And if you're interested in hearing more, there's a webinar that I did, a teaching a couple podcasts ago. You can listen to more of that and just see. If God's knocking on the door, open, let him in, let him come and eat with you. We love you guys. Thank you, donors. Thank you for making this possible. We'll see you next week. Peace.